It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome back to Browns Cast. I'm your host, Taylor Jedrzejczyk. As normal for our preview, for this is what, what week are we on now? Week 13? Week 13 preview, we got Gerbs back for his midweek, mid-week appearance. And we got Matt. How's everyone doing today? Well, doing all right. Uh, probably in a better mood than I was earlier this week, but uh, so far, so good. How about you? You know, we're, yeah. we're doing fine. <laughs> fine. Uh, I mean... It feels like it's been a pretty light Browns week. We haven't had any – nothing catastrophic came out on Wednesday. Um, feels like it's been that, – that feels a bit like a win. <laughs> now this season is gone, it, it is. We've had so many – we've had so many downer Wednesdays. No one got – no one got hit by a Mack truck this week. Uh, no one decided to – What was the joke to, that Dave, uh, Dave made? <laughs> Uh, Miles, no structural damage for Miles, no structural damage for Miles Garrett on Wednesday. Dustin Hopkins had hit Miles Garrett with a truck. (laughs) Yeah, that's, that's been what happened. Um, no, I'm good. I just was. Depending on the truck, Miles might win that fight, but. (laughs) He, I mean, he, he walked away from the car accident pretty decently. So. I mean, Chevy S10, that thing, that Miles is totaling that thing. Oh yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> for good trucks, man. They were tiny. Well, yeah, but you they know, might have been made of, of tin foil. <laughs> the thing is, is that the bed in an S10 is not that much smaller than beds of trucks now. Trucks are just like exponentially taller, but the beds are yeah. the size. They they have they have a lot more presence. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we're we're not talking about trucks. This is not a remember truck I'm in desk. remember I'm in I'm in uh, red state Ohio down here on the in North uh, Carolina on the eastern <laughs> seaboard. I know. Um, but yeah, this is not a truck podcast. Uh, we haven't talked about it in a while, but this is also not a brain surgery podcast. Um, we have not brought up any lobotomies at all recently, <laughs> and I, I think it's because I, the, this season has lobotomized most of us. Um, in one way, in one way or another, it has. One way or another, yeah. I, I think I think we might all need lobotomies just <laughs> just to just to forget some aspects of this season for sure. <laughs> if PJ Walker goes out there and starts another game, I might have to self self lobotomize. <laughs> The Sunday re- the Sunday recap pod has been permanently delayed for uh, <laughs> Taylor got an ice pick stuck up his nose. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, the vibe seems to be one of um, pretty stand like as much as we've talked about this season, this Browns team not being same old Browns. I feel like the vibes have kind of taken that role now because so many things have kind of gone to hell. <laughs> that it almost feels like it. That's a word. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I, I still have confidence in the team to an extent, but, like, you're starting to get to a point where you realize that there's not a whole lot that can be done. Like, this is just kind of... Whatever happens, happens now. You play out the string. If they go to the playoffs, they go to the playoffs. If they don't, then you certainly have a legitimate reason why it happened. But um, we got another you know, winnable game this weekend. The Rams are a team that, for all, for all of its past strengths, that, that a lot of them have kind of fallen by the wayside. Uh, they are pretty aged team at this point. Um, aging. And they've been really hit or miss this season. Uh, they've been... They've won their last two. Um, they 
probably only beat the Seahawks because Geno Smith missed most of that game. And then they played the Cardinals, who barely count as a football team. So, <laughs> you know, that <laughs> their their schedule, their win streak might be kind of bolstered by some some stuff. But so was the so was the Broncos, and they still managed to beat us last week. But I don't know what 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 what's your guys' feeling on this game? It's just weird. Um, I guess with just all that's gone on with the possibility of Flacco starting and Miles' uncertainty, I obviously it's just weird. Like if I feel like with Miles being out, it will be the bigger factor because like he's been the anchor of that defense and it's propelled them to a way where like when they're at their best, they're an all-time defense, and without them, they're kind of more closer to middle of the pack. So I feel like if miles is not a go, then it really doesn't matter it in my mind. Cause like he just, he makes that the engine of the defense just hum. So like, that's kind of my real, like the one real factor that I'm keeping an eye on. Yeah. And we're recording this Thursday night. We, we've had two days of miles, not practicing. Um, Wednesday is often a routine day off for him. So that's today not practicing is a little worrisome, um, at least not, even in the limited regard. Um, we still don't know what uh, will come of the week for him if he is able to get a practice in on Friday. Um, I mean, it, it, like you said, it does look like he's pushing to not be in there on Sunday. Right, or he's pushing to play, looking like it might not happen for him just because he's running out of time. Um, but even as a decoy, a Miles Garrett would um, help out the defense immeasurably, just because you have you have to take you have to pay so much attention to him um, on the defense. Um, but yeah, I, that's definitely the the biggest. Uh, uh, newsworthy thing. Um, as much as I would love to see another DTR start, and you know, I, I want to be, I don't want to be worried about a Joe Flacco uh, being the starting quarterback of my team. Um, I find myself less concerned about it, and much more concerned about what this defense will look like if Miles Garrett is unable to go. Yeah, I I do feel like that's the biggest the biggest question mark going into this game. Um, it was, it was nice to kind of see some of the videos we saw to him today where he was, you know, doing pushups on the side and not really favoring his arm. Um, but you know, that's, that's pushups, not pushing 300 pound offensive linemen. So it's, yeah, hopefully we get some practice out of him tomorrow. Um, but even if he doesn't practice, I think he's probably one of those guys that could go out there on game day and be fine. Um, it's not like DTR where he's a rookie and he's only seen three defenses in his life, three NFL defenses so far. And you'd like him to get the reps against a scout team so he can at least have some, some, some idea of what's going on. But I think the, the vibe around miles feels good. Uh, I am a bit, concerned about Denzel Ward. Um, this is certainly a, a an offense that you want to have him good to go. Um, we kind of saw what happened last week with Greg Newsom and how he had some struggles with Cortland Sutton. And this, this Rams receiving core, even though Cooper Cup is not what he used to be, it's still dangerous. Puka Nakua has had a really good year. He's tough to defend. Cooper Cup is still tough to defend, and he's still going to catch most things that come his way. Um, and Tutu Atwell is a burner that you almost need Denzel Ward for. So it's it's going to be a challenge if they don't have Denzel Ward. So I hope I hope they're able to he's able to go. Yeah, I can agree with that because like what we saw with last last week with Greg Newsom, it great you kind of noticed the foundation of the secondary just kind of fell apart without Denzel. Like Denzel kind of like takes the, the better matchup. 
like and then Greg and then Martin just kind of like will play into their roles and like you kind of saw that they were kind of overexposed a little bit especially Greg against like Horton Sutton who's a pretty tall defender and fast so it, it yeah it, if Denzel's out there I definitely feel a lot more confident too because like you that he he holds the secondary together because of how he's been having a Pro Bowl season. So, like, he's the one guy that outside of Miles that they really need. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you go into this matchup without either of those guys, that might be a long, long afternoon. Yeah. It, it, it was interesting to see how much Newsom struggled. Um, against Sutton starting out. Um, there was the, like, real bad DPI call that, like, definitely should not have been DPI uh, that kind of burned him. And I think that got in his head a little bit of, like, not only his head, but Sutton's head of, like, well, if they're going to give me this, I can do this kind of a yeah. situation. Um, so it was... He and he just got he got pushed around and he got a little exposed. Um, he's he's a he's a better outside guy or he he wants to be a better outside guy than in a slot corner. Um, and I think this team functions best when it's Ward Emerson with Newsom uh, in the slot. But uh, yeah, I, I, I we've seen this defense struggle when you extend plays. And Stafford's not the not a runner, never has been, never will be. Stafford um, is definitely not doing that. <laughs> no, but the if especially if Miles isn't getting home, then the coverage is you know struggling. If they are getting there, but the Newsom's not, you know, doing as well. Like there's there's issues there too. So yeah, it's it's, it's it's really kind of crappy how banged up defense is. Um, and it's not for better or worse. It's not long-term injuries. It just seems like these, these nagging ones that keep coming back, which is probably more frustrating because you want guys that are going to play to play well. Um, you know, you don't get, you don't get mad at Nick Chubb for, for tearing his knee, but if miles is healthy enough to play, and he doesn't play well, that, like, you feel worse about that, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, like, I wouldn't be mad at Miles if he goes out there, plays, and doesn't play up to his 100% standard with one arm, but, like, it takes away from what the defense is. And, you know, another aspect that none of us have brought up is, you know, how important Anthony Walker is to the run defense, and that is a very important aspect of stopping the Rams, because... So much of what they do is run like they they do so much of their pass game comes off of run action. So if they're not able to run the ball, their offense kind of bogs down a little bit. And we've seen that in some games this year where they haven't been able to run the ball. They've obviously they have Kyron Williams right now and he's been really good when they've been playing. They're the stats um with Kyron active and health and playing versus not are pretty like drastic. Dare I, dare I say chubbish? Like it's, you know, it's pretty impressive how good he has been for being a second year running back. That's only been active for, I think like four or five weeks this year. Yeah. He's, he's been very good. Yeah, it's always just been a staple of the the Sean uh, McVay offenses, a good running game. So, like, whenever their running game is is starting off well, usually they play off of it with their passing game. So, like, if you're able to stop the run and force them to pass, it's usually when they get bogged down. So, yeah, like, it definitely makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, it's – I mean, there's just – there's injuries that are just kind of piling up now. Like it's not like, it's not like they have a whole bunch of guys on IR. They just have like, like Gerb said, a bunch of guys that are just kind of hurt 
and they're not 100%, and, you know, no one's 100%, but these guys might not be able to play. So it hurts what where the defense is because you just have, you know, they don't necessarily have the depth, and, you know, not everyone has that kind of depth. When you lose your top corner, it gets harder. When you lose your top run-stopping linebacker, it gets harder. So it's just kind of what it is. You, like, at this point, these games, and I've kind of had this feeling for the last few weeks, these games are almost as, as much about coming out of it Surviving. healthy as they are winning. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's just it's just felt like one of those seasons, like – it's just where they're at. But I, I also think it's probably time to address the uh, 6'5", 38-year-old elephant in the room. <laughs> I'm not 6'5". <laughs> oh, you don't know? We have an elite quarterback now, Gerbs. <laughs> it's, really nice. it's really kind of scary for me to think that the – it's one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, the oldest man in the league – a miracle he's playing he's like oh he was born the same year as me fantastic <laughs> I, I, I feel so much better now it's like oh no uh, look at this look at this decrepit old quarterback right <laughs> oh wait he's uh, my age <laughs> it's a modern miracle he's able to stand at this point oh browns gosh have, browns have the damn crypt keeper out there taking snaps Right. <laughs> I went to school with him. Um, no, yeah. Um, Jeff Flacco is... Uh, I'm interested in seeing what this offense looks like in a Joe Flacco start because so much of the offense, whether it be Watson or Thompson Robinson or even P.J. Walker to a point, um, has a lot of mobility from the quarterback. And if we thought Stafford was a statue. He is the statue. (laughs) Flacco was made on the mold, guys. The mold was made of Flacco. Flacco is... He is the statue of David. (laughs) The original statue. (laughs) The, The goalpost might be more mobile. <laughs> it's very possible. And they're not in Cleveland, so it's not moving, you know. But yeah, like I, I think what what's strange is I don't I don't have like a oh my god, woe is me, the season's over because Joe Flacco is playing. Granted, we haven't seen him play yet, so he could go out there and be really, really bad on Sunday, and we could be like, oh well, this is doomed. I, I, yeah, I guess it's just more of like we've been stuck on this crazy ride of key players being injured. We're somehow winning games. We're just sort of getting by by the skin of our teeth that we're just kind of like, okay, Joe Flacco's the quarterback. We don't know how he's the fourth quarterback, but we're seven and four, so we're just uh, we're just enjoying the ride at this point. <laughs> I, su- I suppose that that is a bit of an effect of having a defense you have confidence in. Um, granted, they're not as good on the road, so we don't know what we're going to get on Sunday, but some of that is, some of that is we just have faith in the defense to be able to keep them in it long enough to that Flacco can figure something out or that whoever's taking snaps is going to figure something out. But I, I don't Sorry. know. I mean, Sending Flacco out there is a lot better than PJ Walker, so I guess you know. Yeah, I mean, evils here. <laughs> he, well, you would think he doesn't turn over the ball. <laughs> Let's hope not. All right, yeah. you had said something about starting starting horribly, and I am currently in the uh, fighting a puppy who is going through her night zoomies. Um, do you mean like when you throw a pick six um, on the second play of the game? You know, like starting badly like that. Because that, you know, twice, twice, yeah. twice now, twice now it's happened this year. So, yeah, yeah I, 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 I don't have, I don't have high hopes for Joe Flacco, but I don't necessarily think that it's going to be a situation that is 
worse we're not, than we're not sending seen. Tim Boyle out there. Right. Right. Yeah, like he's at least won games even at his old old age. Like e- even if it's hasn't hey, looked great. Hey, just and <laughs> old. All right, we can do just and old. We don't need to do two. There's no need he's, for a second old he, on that one. He's he's won games from his rocking chair. <laughs> the retirement home. He's let won him out. games while taking arthritis medicine. <laughs> AARP cards in the mail. <laughs> You laugh, I get those, but I, it's also because of his name for my grandpa. So I think they just think he's not dead. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I don't live where he lived, so I don't know why they keep telling them to me, but I get ARB cards. I do think that, you know, with Flacco out there, while you're losing pretty much all semblance of mobility you're gaining someone who has seen just about every defense that, a, that someone can throw at them. Um, you're gaining the ability to throw the ball beyond 20 yards uh, with the occasional pass interference, Carl, that'll go in your favor. <laughs> yeah. Ho- hopefully, hopefully we get that cheese. Um, that's the, that's uh, the Derek Carr offense right there. Yeah. The that was the Joe Flacco the offense for a while. For a very Joe Flacco offense for the while. For a while, throw it up to Torrey Smith. Hope he gets interfered with. Um, but I don't know. I, like I don't have extreme confidence, but I, I do think that he's going to at least be able to make the right decisions. I don't think it's going to be a situation where we're sending a quarterback out there that is way in, in way over his head. No. Which is beneficial. Now, does he? Is he going to? Something that I saw brought up today is he's very prone to fumbling when he's hit in the pocket. Do we like that? No. <laughs> Especially with Jaron Christian still out there playing left tackle. We saw it happen last week. So hopefully he doesn't get hit that much. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I don't have, like, I don't want to say that I have utmost confidence in him, but, like, I think there are, there's certainly. It's it's not an all is lost moment because you're sending a guy out there that you signed two weeks ago. No, and like there should be at least some trust in the fact that he's been there. He's probably seen about as much as any quarterback you could find out on the street, and like you should feel like he won't do, he won't be catastrophic out there. He'll just be like middle of the road. Don't make mistakes. Just kind of that tier of quarterback. Yeah. I think if we're going to, like, as far as game managers go, we could have certainly gotten worse. And with what the team needs, he probably is what's needed right now. (laughs) You might not have imagined it five five weeks ago, but here we are. Look, if Joe Flacco, like, there's certainly a very realistic scenario where Joe Flacco wins us enough games to get to the playoffs and we get a we get like the f- the 5 or 6 seed and we're facing the Ravens in the first round in Baltimore with Joe Flacco as the starting quarterback. Could you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think that would end well for us, but <laughs> the, the I don't I see that's the thing I guess I don't ever I don't see Joe Flacco playing past this week. Like I, I, I may be hopeful in thinking that DTR comes back from a concussion after a week, but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I fully believe I that it, you know. I, I don't depends on how well he plays. Yeah, I don't imagine that um, Flacco is going to blow the doors off the place. That may be that may be me being just emotional hedging, but um, you know, I I like the I like what we saw from uh, from DTR last week. I think he was starting to come into his own, where he was, you know, pushing the ball up the field a little bit more, um, being a little bit the the quarterback runs were um. Some were scripted and some that weren't uh, looked really crisp. 
and uh, I was excited about what I saw from him. So maybe it's just me kind of wish casting that he gets better. But um, yeah, I, I, I just, I'm of the belief that this is a, a one time start for Joe Flacco, despite him being QB two. And after this week, we are back to our regularly scheduled program of our QB three being the starter. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I think I'm with you on that, Gers, because I feel like this is just more an, an emergency situation, more so than like he'll steal DTR's job, like because they have more invested in DTR than Joe than Joe Flacco. So like, if DTR is healthy and, and it's, he's played well enough to think he can still be like serviceable, so it's like, yeah, and I'm, I'm not re- really concerned for from that standpoint. I think for me, it would depend on how the offense looks like if they go out there on Sunday and they rack up 400 yards of offense and Joe Flacco completes 75% of his or 70% of his passes and throws a touchdown or two, like one, hopefully the Browns win that game, but two, like that would be the best the offense has looked in a while. So yeah, you're, you're, I, I think it's a little lofty to be projecting almost the best game out of the offense with your QB4, who was a street free agent two weeks ago. Yeah, no, I, I and I, I get that. But at the same time, like, if he goes out there and has a good game, I think going back to the other quarterback that hasn't started more than two games in a row, like, at some point you want to have some continuity yeah. And I don't like no quarterback has started more than three games in a row this season. Yeah, that which is, is that's wild. Which, yeah, I can totally agree from that standpoint, too. Like they just need somebody to, to be there it, to some extent, because like there hasn't been a shred of continuity since like the the original Deshaun injury and then Deshaun's actual injury now so like they just been piece milling it together since week three so yeah and they're seven and four <laughs> <laughs> and people want Stefanski fired which is like, insane <laughs> yeah I know it's just it's, it's it, you know I don't even want to quick rant it because it would it wouldn't be quick. But to, to look at what this team has gone through injury-wise and to think that it, this is on Stefanski in any kind of way is, is ridiculous. But I digress. Yeah, there's – I mean, it almost by talking about it, you're validating that thought, and it doesn't even deserve to be validated. No. Right. It's like, just kill it while we can. <laughs> like, if they win their last four games before their last six – like the, he has every right to be in the coach of the year conversation. <laughs> like, right. That's where we're at. Like if they win their, the three games they should plus one extra one, whether it be against the Rams, Texans or Jags, that they're 11 and they're 11 and six with <laughs> no quarterback likely starting more than five games in a row. If DTR plays out the string after this week. Yeah. Like, it, it, yeah, if they ended up with that record, he better get some consideration at the very least because, my God, the stuff he's dealt with this year. Yeah. I mean, I think he would probably lose it to D'Amico Ryans if they win the division um, somehow. I think the Jags have a pretty inside track to that now. But, um, I mean, depending on how many games the Browns win – they're going to deserve some recognition at the end of this. Hopefully they win some and they don't end this season eight and nine or something, but it's, uh, there's certainly, if Flacco plays well on Sunday, there's certainly discussions that we will be having on Monday and Tuesday before we ever hear from Kevin Stefanski about who's going to be the quarterback when they come back to play Jacksonville next week, because, Continuity is important. Like these receivers have been catching different passes all year, mm-hmm. and th- this week they're going to be catching. Like I'm sorry, do you mean games. dropping passes? 
from different yeah, angles. Yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> Catching, dropping. That, it, it's, that's the yeah, dropping's the only consistent thing that these wide receivers have been doing. They, they've had they've had passes from three different quarterbacks hit their hands. Yeah, it, I mean that 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 is a kernel of truth. They have no feel for who's like the quarterback, and I think I mentioned this two three weeks ago when they were going through this erratic QB change. Like they have no idea who they're catching it, so they have no feel for the ball they're catching, the velocity, and they're basically just like. Am I going to get the ball out on time? And they probably don't have any feel of the timing with these quarterbacks. So, like, they've been they've been in their own personal hell this year because they feel like they're constantly just like, okay, who the heck is the quarterback this week, pretty much? Yeah, I'm also curious to see how they, like, Flacco... Uh, well, DTR had one of the highest velocities ever recorded at the Combine, but Flacco is known for his giant cannon attached to his right shoulder. So... Uh, apparently AVP said he still has that elite arm. So yeah, maybe he still has it. So we'll see. I mean, I would hope so. Otherwise, why, why is he here? If he doesn't have that arm anymore, he doesn't have much else. (laughs) Fair. He is old. Very, very, very old. (laughs) Aged. We're going to say old so many times, Gerb is going to hang up on us. <laughs> All right, well, it's great having you guys on the uh, podcast. Uh, next week, I'm having new people do it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think I think we just need to – the defense just needs to step up on the road for the first time since the Pittsburgh game and the second half of the Ravens game. Uh, Last week they had their stretches, but they still weren't good when you needed them to be. Um, Like the the drive where you go down and score to make it 14-12, you can't give up a long drive right after that. You have all the momentum and you lost it all right after that. So Uh, a Browns QB has, we'll finish this and we'll go to picks. If that's all right with you, but uh, a Browns QB has not won on the West coast since Brandon Whedon. Back in 2012, I saw that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we Could don't play nice. a lot of games out there. Um, yeah. I think it was in Oakland, by the way. Uh, <laughs> tells you how long ago it was. No one even played. No, no sports even play in Oakland anymore. Um, uh, sad. We're sad for the A's. Yeah. Yes. Shout out Oakland. You guys shouldn't have gotten your sports ripped away from you. That. No one, in, no one in Oakland is listening to this. Probably, you know. Hey, <laughs> oh no, we, just you know how far them. this reaches. There's Rams fans in Oakland. Why not? <laughs> but yeah, like and wagon Rams fans that used to be Oakland fans. Who knows? I'm trying to I'm trying to think about some of those games out there. Uh, we had that Chubb game, like the game where he only had three carries but had 150 yards. <laughs> uh, we lost that game. That was in 2018. We lost the. The Chargers game and what was that twenty eight? Was that twenty or twenty one? Twenty one because yeah, it was twenty one. No, it was twenty one. Um, we just lost on Seattle. We just lost Seattle earlier this year, and we probably shouldn't have. Like, we keep West playing. Does not treat us well at all. <laughs> no, and I, I think I think part of the reason we stayed out there this entire week was, um. For one, I think that the, they had the idea that it could be like a good, good kind of mental reset in a way. Uh, the team did just to kind of get out of your comfort zone for a week and hang out as a team in Southern California. But it was it certainly helps to stay out there and kind of get a feel for the time zone and but. I- I mean, San Fran does it when they come east because I, I hear about it all the time that they practice it. We usually practice at YSU because the Barlows own the uh, the 49ers and they're a Youngstown like local organization. So they come here to YSU when they have back-to-back East Coast games. So, I mean, it's it's a it's a fairly common practice to, to do it if you have those back-to-backs. It just doesn't happen that often anymore. 
Um, yeah, well, I looked this up last week. We hadn't had a back-to-back on it, from Mountain Time Zone West, West from like the Mountain Time Zone or West since what 2000 when we played right. we played the card the Cardinals and then the Broncos in back-to-back weeks in, two, in 2000 season. Yeah. So that was the last time we had played games like that in back-to-back um, in the time in two time zones away back-to-back. So. Clearly, it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> right. But, okay. Well, we will get into some picks. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, start by going over last week's a little bit. Um, Gerb still has a lead. Woo! Uh, still, three, still three points. Um, he's at ninety-four. Matt and yeah, I are back. Ti- you said lead. That's all I care about. <laughs> Matt and I are back tied together at ninety-one. So we're, we're we're not far behind, um, but still behind. Uh, last week, Gerbs got most of his points. Um, he was the um, he got three of the he got three of the prop bets and two of the picks right. I got three of the picks and three of the prop bets. Matt got two of the picks and four of the prop bets. So. It all it all kind of evened out. I picked up um, I picked up an extra point, uh, extra couple points to bring it back even. This week the slate of games is terrible, so we are picking some bad football games. Um, but we will start with perhaps one of the better games of the weekend: um, Broncos at Texans. Texans are a three and a half point home favorite. Um, they're coming off a loss to the Jags and the Broncos obviously haven't lost since October. So what do you guys got? Um, (laughs) oh boy. Uh, let's see. Probably guess I'm riding the hot hand with the Broncos with that one. Uh, I would say just because for whatever reason, it's just been worth Working, so I'll just go Broncos. It's because they're knocking the crap out of their opponents. They, that's that's <laughs> yeah, how it's working, everybody. They are damaging the other team. Um, cheap shots and all. Like, they don't care. <laughs> I'm going to say Texans. Um, I think CJ Stroud is legit. Um, and he is getting all the flowers that he should be getting. Um, I don't. I'm not quite sure if he's a top 10 quarterback for the next 10 years. I think it's a little fairly too early to say all of that, but uh, yeah, I, 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 he's, he was my QB one coming out this year. And uh, it's the, the, as Taylor said, um, D'Amico Ryan's probably has good years sewn up, but um, this is just another week where he's going to, uh, he's going to shine. So Texans. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Texans as well. Um, I'm still of the belief that the Broncos aren't very good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, obviously they beat the Browns last week, but who knows how that game ends if DTR is the quarterback. Um, It's just... They've been taking advantage of a lot of turnovers, a lot of fumble luck. It's not like they put up amazing offensive numbers last game. So... I'm going to go with the Texans. I think that they are going to be able to solve the the Broncos voodoo. Um, and we got our first kind of bad game to pick. Um, the Colts at the Titans. Colts are only a one-point favorite. Um, I don't know how that is because they're just – I feel like they would be favored by more, but 
I don't know. Who you guys got? Um, I feel like with that one, I'm going to go with the Colts. I feel like with, with how they're doing things, like offensively, they've been, they've been able to like, especially with their scheme, they just are always in, in the game. And like, I, I just feel like the Titans are kind of just run, are slowly rotting, rotting away with, so I'll just go with the Colts. Yeah, I'm going Colts as well. I don't think Mr. Mr. Mayonnaise and his coffee is uh, is doing it for Tennessee. You know, he should get he should get losses every year just for that. Um, <laughs> Which is worse, right. uh, like who's the who's the one guy with the the commanders who doesn't eat like any sort of meat at all? Like, would you rather not eat meat or? De- Drink mayonnaise, like like I. I'd rather do a lot of things than drink mayonnaise in my coffee. Yeah, I mean it's mayonnaise is just eggs and oil, but so I mean I get to a point where you would be like a a creamer of sorts, but no. Ugh, I also think God. that I, I also have heard that that was actually a lie that he just made up, but you know, whatever. I don't think any normal person could do that, so. Right. No. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Colts as well. I think they're just the better team. Uh if they lose to the Titans, that might really put a dent in their whatever playoff hopes they have. Um so I, I think they're gonna go out there and they they'll need to win. They won't have Jonathan Taylor, but Zach Moss was proved to be pretty good earlier this season. So um okay, we're gonna have some fun with this one. Uh, Desmond Ritter versus Tim Boyle. We got Falcons at Jets. The Falcons are two point favorites. Man, uh, you would think the Falcons win this game, but like the Falcons are just just as weird. That whole division is just weird in general. Weird, weird is a weird is a nice way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick Falcons just cause. Like the Jets feel like they're on a death spiral right now, so I'll just go with the uh, Falcons on this one. Kind of rooting for death spiral from the Jets, to be honest. We, uh, as much as as much as I, I think that they could beat them even with Aaron Rodgers, I'd rather not see Aaron Rodgers on December seventeenth uh, or twenty eighth if I don't have to. Uh, Rodgers is Rodgers is a swift level like I don't want to talk about it situation. Uh, we. I, I just I don't believe that he got hurt as best as much as he did. If if he's legitimately either that or this is an entire work <laughs> on the NFL's part that they are allowing him to try to come back from an Achilles tear. I, I, I that's where I'm at. I don't know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with the team that's probably going to win the NFC South with uh, Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to pick the Jets to do anything. Um, their defense could give Desmond Ritter enough fits that he turns the ball over six times. Um, but I'm not even sure that would be enough <laughs> unless one of them is returned for a touchdown. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Falcons. Uh, I, I kind of agree with the spread. That game's probably going to be ugly and close. Um, and then we got actual good football on, uh, I don't think this is even Sunday night. I think it's a four o'clock game. Um, Niners at Philly. Somehow Philly is a three point dog. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I would say I would go with the Eagles. It just feels like even with some of their flaws at times, they just find ways to win. Like you, like, uh, so I'm going to go with the Eagles. And this is, aren't they, uh, aren't they at San Fran? I thought they were at San Francisco. I will check because that would make more sense for the spread. No, it's in Philly. Then I have no idea why you're not, why they aren't picking Philly. But yeah, this is, this is a Philly 
a Philly win, just waiting for it. Um, but yeah, uh, that's where I'm at. I'm a Philly Philly believer. Um, I definitely think they are they're the team that's like they're not playing great, but they just somehow scrap it out and and it ends up happening. And I don't I don't know how, but it, it does. And um, they just keep rope doping teams. Yeah, that's kind of how I view it. They're not they they've not been beating teams like soundly. They've been it's yeah, it's been kind of a burden of what happened with the Bills game, where like they're in the game for the most part, and they'll just basically wear you down to the very end, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The Eagles have a lot of motivation for this. Uh, because they believe that they were kind of wrongly or, or they, the Niners have been talking that they didn't deserve that win last year because the Niners didn't have a quarterback for the most of the game. Um, but huh. I don't know. Part of me wants to kind of keep riding the, riding the wave here, but in the same vein, like there's going to be a team that, ends that run for the, for the Eagles that they're not going to be able to just pull it out of their ass in the last five minutes of the game. So I I think I'm going to go with the Niners. Just, uh, I need points and it's actually (laughs) feels like a good place to try and find them. Um, but, uh, we will dive into some of the prop bets now. Um, given the unknowns that we have on the Browns injury front, we have some, Pretty basic ones this week. Um, we got Browns total yards over under three twenty two and a half. Uh, repeat it one more time. Uh, Browns total yards over under three twenty two and a half. Three twenty two and a half. Um, I I feel like I I, I think they could be. I'll say over because I feel like they're at least rushing wise. They'll probably get back to what, uh, what they've been doing. Like last, last week felt kind of like an anomaly. And I think the passing game will at least be adequate enough. So I'm going to go over. I'm going under personally. I, uh, I don't, I, I want it to be better, but I'm just not of the uh, belief that Vlaco is going to, do it. I mean, it could be a 300-yard game and, you know, Flacco throws for 180 and the team rushes for 130 and still get a win out of it. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's still not 322. So yeah, it's not what you want to be. Um, 322 is a very low total, by the way. I think that would be, like, bottom five offense in the league. So... Um, a, Matt, a Matt Canada offense? Yeah, pretty much. I'm going to go over, but I think it's mostly because there's been games where they've still produced enough that about that many yards when the offense didn't look good. Like, you, you go back and look at the box score at the end of the game, and you're like, oh, how'd they get 370, 357 right. yards of offense? So... I just think that that's where, where they'll... They'll end up right around that number, I think, and hopefully, hopefully it's over for the point total and for the for the team because you know that's probably how they win. Um, Browns total rush yards over under one fourteen and a half. Hmm. Uh, I'll say over. I'm I'm over there as well. Um, I think they are going to try. Uh, their damnedest to get the ball, keep the ball on the ground and uh, keep moving that way. So, Yeah, I'll, I'll go with over on this as well. I just think that that's kind of where they have to be. Um, uh, Matthew Stafford passing yards over under 263 and a half. Hmm. Uh, I'll say over. Because I, I like Matt Stafford on a 
Like he could, he's definitely capable of doing it. Even with knowing that uh, Denzel Ward has not practiced this week, I'm still going to go under. Actually, his season uh, average is two forty eight point nine. Yeah, two sixty. This year especially has changed the the math on good quarterback games. Um, Three hundred used to be the like norm and anything over that was like decent but um now it's like 200 is the like oh he he did some things and uh yeah so I'm, i just can't get there with 263 is a lot even with stafford throwing two cup and nakua and atwell yeah I am under. I'm going to go under as well, um, partially because of his average. And then the Browns defense has consistently, like even when, uh, when Wilson came out pretty, pretty well last week, he finished it. I think the Browns threw for more yards than the ramp, the, the um, Broncos did. Like the, 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 even, even when it looks, like they're doing well, the Browns defense, or when they're not playing, even when the Browns defense looks like they're not playing well in against the pass, teams aren't throwing for very very many yards on them. So I'm gonna take the under, but you know uh, that might be a little bit of hope hopium as well. Um, Rams total rush yards over under 121 and a half. Hmm. Um, I think they're due for a bounce back. I'll say under. Rush yards. Let's see. They are averaging 114 a game. I don't. I don't have a split on me of what they're doing with uh, with Kyron Williams versus without. It's obviously much better. Yeah, I'm gonna go over. Um, I think there's. Kyron is Kyron's a really good running back, and if there is no Anthony Walker, this team can be run on and run over. Yeah, it's unfortunate that that's kind of where the team has ended this season. Is that they they have a whole bunch of they're they're, not, they're giving up a bunch of rushing yards. It's whether it's teams figuring it out or or not. Um, right. They're just they're just not stopping the run as well, so I'm gonna go over as well. I don't think it'll be over by a lot. Like even when they've given up, they've had bad rushing days. It's not like teams are running for 180 on them. They're running for like 130, 140. Right. Um. But I I think if it's under, then the Rams are gonna struggle. So. Um, bringing back, bringing back a classic here, Browns sacks plus takeaways. And obviously this is a very contingent on whether we think miles is playing or not over under five and a half. Hmm. I'll say under. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to probably hard, hard one to gauge without without knowing what Miles is going to be. Yeah, if Miles is in, or even if Ward is in, you know, you're definitely looking at a different defense. But, um, yeah, I'm going to be, I am going to be under as well. Yeah, I mean, I think the only reason this I put this number a little higher is because if they do decide to pressure the crap out of Stafford, he could take a bunch. He could take sacks. Um, Rams pass pro is not that great. So I'm going to go under as well. Um, I think, I think there's certainly scenarios where it could be over, but it's probably not going to be. Um, I'm going to do the game pick first before we move on to the last one. Um, who you got in the game? 
Um, I, I would, I'm probably going to go with the Browns just because like the Rams are just like, sure they're 500, but like, uh, they have some obvious flaws you can exploit that like if they take advantage of them, they can definitely win this game. I feel so I'm going to go with Browns. Uh, I knowing what we have later, I'm going to, I'm going to hedge. I'm going to say Rams. Um, winning the game, but uh, a different situation later on. So, I just I I think this is a same as last week. This is a game that you would like to have, not a game that you need to have. And um, with the injuries, like Taylor said, this is a game that you are trying to survive through, not necessarily a game you are trying to thrive in. And uh, that's where that's where my brain is at. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna go with the Rams as well. Um, it's not for lack of confidence. It's just I, I you, you're, they're back to a point where I need to see it, um, which is unfortunate because you think you know where your team is gonna be by week 13, but you're sending new lineups out there every week. You're sending another. You're sending your fourth quarterback out there. Like, how many teams have to play four quarterbacks in a season and are still fighting for the playoffs? And the, the answer is not many. So no. Um, last question is: Do the Browns cover? Um, Matt could hedge this, so it would make his Browns pick look kind of lame. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where I said this is where I'm going to hedge myself. I'm going to say Browns cover. Yes. Uh, if, I, if I knew about the the line, I yeah, I probably would have just hedged too. <laughs> oh man, this is a spreadsheet that you have access to. I want to make sure that you're aware of that. <laughs> kind of a weird day. I didn't get a chance to like check check over it. I mean, I, I put it in right before we started. Yeah. <laughs> so. I always take a I always take a I always take a quick look before Taylor sends the uh, the link for the the pod just so I can like all right what am I thinking quick gut gut feel here and then I will uh, go from there so all right so Browns cover what do you say Matt uh, uh, yeah I'll say they cover you say you're picking the win so. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say they'll cover as well. I think that's where my, again, that's where my hedge is. I think, like, the chances they win aren't super low. It's not like they're astronomical. It's not like our gut, it's not like our feelings going into the Niners game where we thought there was no hope on the face of the planet that they were going to win. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even pick them to cover that day, and the spread was nine and a half. <laughs> right. So, um, it's it's not a it's not a, a game where they don't have any chance of winning. The defense could step up and get it done and put the offense in a position where they only need to score twenty points, and that would be enough. I think honestly, if the offense is able to produce twenty three points in any game the remainder of the season, that should be enough. Um, with the exception of maybe the Jags game. So. Yeah, I can agree with that. But uh, we will find out on Sunday. Um, Another late start. Super late start. 425. I hate those. (sighs) The waiting. The waiting is always the part that sucks. Not even the waiting. It's it's the waiting after the 4 o'clock game start. And they, and they, uh, this is one of the last, like, primetime games they have, though, right? They moved, or they moved the Jets game, is a Thursday game? They, they, they did not. That's still a Thursday game. They didn't flex it. Okay. They didn't flex it out. Um, I guess they're keeping it on there in case Aaron Rodgers wants to be a hero. Um, but. If and when he finally realizes that his uh, ankle is actually torn. And he doesn't yeah, want something to get, like that. He, yeah, he doesn't want like to be. That, yeah, doesn't want to, you know, be talked about enough anymore. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. 
Oh, we will be back on Sunday. Hopefully we are not in a bad mood. Um, <laughs> I mean, granted, I said we would be back on Sunday last week, and I dropped the ball on that one because I did not feel well. So we recorded on Monday. But um, we will be back. I'm sure it will be just me and Matt. Uh, Europe's likes to like likes to take those Sundays off. I I play D and D. I need my brain to do other things for a bit. So. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll be back. We'll be back after the game. Um, if, any, if no one else has anything to add, then uh, go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Dog pound. Dog pound. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.